HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, I'm Jimmy Carboni. Jimmy's number 43 in the Good Beer Seal and many other good things. And we're talking on the HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We've got some great guests today. The title of this show is, is Craft Beer Exports and the New Gypsy Brewery in New York City, Alewife Brewing Company. So let's go around the room and introduce each other. M- many of you know each other. This is what's so great about New York City is a very cool craft beer community. And let's just go around the room. And I, I know everybody in this room, so I love you guys. Hey, my name's Keir Hamilton. I'm the head brewer at Alewife Brewing Company. And this is exciting, man. I knew you for a long time. You worked at Six Point. Uh, you're making great beer. And last week at our Brisket King event, uh, Alewife, you guys, I think that was your launch, wasn't it? You got Patrick Donner. Hey, Patrick. Hey, guys. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks yeah, for having man. us on. Yeah, but you guys, was that your launch last week at Brisket King? Uh, it was our launch for Death to Ego. <laughs> um, we were we flew through our, our electric rhino keg and Kerr just shouted over, Go get another one, but it's for a kind scare. He's like, I don't give a fuck, go get <laughs> it. Well, I'll tell you, at the Brisket King NYC event, every chef was lining up to, to, to try your beer, Alewife. So great, great job. And the master of, of sales and beer in New York City used to be part of Freaktoberfest, Mr. Patrick. Another What's one. Up? What's your name, Patrick? Big Pat, Pat. Von Diller. Head of sales for L. Dude, it is so exciting to see the team that you guys put together that you got Kira's Brewer, Patrick Donner, and Pat Fondelier, man. You used to work at the gate for a long time, didn't you? Millionaire. Talk about yeah. craft beer cred. This is the guy. I was at the gate for 12 years. The, the notes I have say that you're the, you're the beer beast. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who calls you that? Did you call him that, Patrick? Uh, Somebody came did. off the tongue pretty quick, didn't it? <laughs> and then I was like, what, is yeah. your, what do you want on your card? He goes, the Yeti. Call me the Yeti. Like fucking beast. <laughs> that was my nickname when I played baseball. Beer beast. <laughs> and David, our boy. And then we got the craft beer expert guys. This is uh, kind of a cool show. We're bringing together a new j- brewery and uh, guys who are doing exporting a craft beer. Hey, yeah, this is Kar- Karban Walia here with Peter McNulty, and we're co-founders of Crafted Exports here in uh, Brooklyn. Hey, Peter, say hi so we get your voice on. Hi, guys. And Peter. And then and Ross, 
Uh, let's say hi so we get your voice on. Hi, I'm Roz Donaher, and I'm the alewife. All right. Well, great, you guys, and congratulations. I know that you guys, uh, Patrick and Roz, yeah. congratulations. We You're, just hit our 12th week today. You've got a little... Uh, nice. Congrats. Got a mini alewife on the uh, <laughs> A beer baby. I like that. We got a mini rhino. And Patrick wants to announce November 10th, they're going to do a live birth on the radio. Yes, Jimmy. Um, we're right. going to need a few uh, blankets and towels. We'll be good to go. All right. Uh, on the brewery floor. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is cool, man. This is a fun show. This came together neat. Uh, so, Kurban. Kurban, yeah. Kurban, first, you came in, our, our good buddy, mutual friend, Pete Brown, my yeah. favorite English beer writer. Uh, we, we met the night Mine he too. was on in the fall. And uh, let's tell us background. How did you start working in, in exporting beer and, uh, you know, a little backstory? Sure. So, Peter and I actually came into it from different vantage points. I came from the business world, and like most great ideas, happened at a bar. I was fairly well-traveled, and I was drinking a, a brewery that I won't name in, uh, in a bar in Mumbai, India, and it just tasted like shit. And I had the idea, you know, if someone can get beer from point A to point B tasting the same, hey, you know, that'd be pretty good for, for the craft movement overall. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that was always the issue forever of, of getting any, any beer from, you know, a des- from far away was how good it would taste when it got into your, your glass, you know? And Peter, you're an interesting guy. I know you... You worked with Union Beers, Six Point, for a long time. Give us a little b- backstory on your role in the industry. So I, I started in beer um, focusing on quality control and uh, <clears throat> over time grew more into distribution and managing a, um, a supply chain. And a lot of the troubles that we ran into over time was it was always great when somebody ordered your beer overseas, right? But a lot of times the feedback um, died down after time and then you started getting feedback about n- bad tasting beer in in the market right so what we what we've really worked hard on is creating uh an account base um uh an inventory system that pulls right we have our own salespeople in market that create that kind of demand in market and then we manage the quality and stay on top of things so that the beer tastes as good overseas as it does here in in the u.s so let's let's say you're going to mention a brewery that you can mention i don't know if we've got their deals going on sure that you're shipping out of New York City to, let's say, England or Europe. Sure. So I'll, I'll name two beers that we actually have uh, that we're drinking right now, which is uh, Harpoon and Captain Lawrence. So Harpoon out of Boston, Captain Lawrence here uh, in New York. And we've got their beers going to the U.K. and Scandinavia right now. And then are you just doing logistics management? Do you actually have, you know, tankers or, you know, shipping containers? Tell us the whole process. I don't really know how it works. Sure. So, <clears throat> I mean, I wish there was just like a, a big cable across the Atlantic and you just pump the beer across, right? Yeah, you and me both. That would make my life a lot easier. But, uh, so <clears throat> what I can't we believe do you is, actually agree with me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what do I know about export? It comes from a, like a pretty simple concept. Um, breweries, um, their expertise lies in uh, brewing and packaging beer, right? After that, like, there are, um, you, there's a heavy reliance on local expertise, market by market, to make sure that you're delivering the ideal product into the space. So what we do is we have uh, we consolidate shipments to maximize cube, right? So we're we're shipping efficiently, um, lowering the total cost per case and per keg that we're shipping overseas. We maintain a um, a closed, environmentally um, controlled system so that the beer is getting to the market the same way that it would in the United States, despite the challenges of increased transit time, um, increased touches, which always leads to like damage and loss, and then selecting partners overseas that are also dedicated to maintaining the quality of the beer for distribution. 
And then at the, the, the most important component of our business, that, that's how the business should be done, right? It's not how it's done, but like we make that as just like a rudimentary uh, binary uh, answer. Either you, you're on board or you're not. And then we have our dedicated sales programming overseas that we really like flex and that's some of the best val- value that we offer to our breweries. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. That's a cool intro. But so now you, you're confident that beer that you ship when it ends up in the glass in another country is going to taste good. Yeah, I remember when we first started, It was a, we cracked our first keg, and it was a Captain Lawrence IPA. And you could just smell the hops from a couple feet away. And it was actually Pete Brown who was at that event, and he was like, oh, wow, I came in just for this, and you guys proved it right. Wow. Well, that's cool, man. Well, you know, the, the, it seems like there's a lot going on with with uh, exporter craft beer out of America. I know it's hit some record numbers and and it's still growing. But we're going to talk more about that. But let's get back locally. So, you know, Patrick, Pat, and Kier, let's talk about Alewife. I mean, it's exciting. We've heard about this for a while, but just tell us what Alewife Brewing Company is, and also, you know, we're drinking some of your beers too. Yeah. Um. Well, it's been a long time in the works. Um. A lot of planning going into this, and this last couple of months has been definitely interesting. With a, uh, you know, getting Kier on board was the number one thing for me to to do to uh, to get a partner on board that can brew great beers, and he's he's proven it. <laughs> um, so it's you know with the brew pub we have, we're going to put a one barrel system in there. So we want to use it as more of a test kitchen, like a scullery, we want to call it. And it's and then we're gonna we have a seventy five hundred square foot warehouse coming up, which will um, house our ten barrel brew house. And at the same time, we're going to be gypsy brewing at Torch and Crown in the Bronx. So that'll get our, mate, our core beers out. Um, Kira has a lot of access to that, and he gets to go up and visit as much as possible. So it's good to keep everything local. And then um, the fun will begin at uh, the tap room next week. So it's uh, we start construction with uh, in-house construction. So this will be this will be pretty fun to so get the that tap going. Tap room that's going to be in at Elway yeah, City. Yeah, L-Wife. yeah, at uh, five fourteen fifty first Avenue. So that'll be it's still. We've had so on it's to been your bar, for, right? You're turning it has, into a, yeah. But um, to a brewery or a brew pub? What's it'll be a brew pub. Yeah, we wanted to do the brewery there, but we wasted like a year and a half with engineers and 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 our uh, landlord, and then we found out that the weight uh, the weight couldn't our the pylons couldn't support the weight that we needed to put in there. So now we're up, we went off and had to make adjustments. So we gypsy brew now up at uh, Torch and Crown, and we're going to put our one barrel nano system in there, which we got from SS Brewtech. And that'll be Kara's fun kitchen, you know, so we can scale <laughs> up whatever sells well and whatever people want. So well, cheers to you, man. You, you've been a leader. You and Ross have been leaders in the craft beer community for a long time. And uh, cheers. really proud of you guys. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Kira, tell us about, you know, what, what, what brewing's like. You, you, you came to a new operation. I'm sure you're excited to work with this crew. Give us, you know, tell us what it's like, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been great. It's been a lot of hard work. Um, you know, we're, as Patrick said, we're working with our friends at uh, Torch and Crown. And uh, they've been great. They just took over the old Chelsea facility. So they have a lot of... Um, up in the Bronx. In yeah. The Bronx. Uh, they have a lot of kinks to work out there um, and get their um, facility up and running 100%. Um, but we're working with them, and they're good lads. And, uh, yeah, we f- the feedback that we're getting from customers, we're producing uh, some great liquids so far. Our, uh, our Session IPA, uh, Electric Rhino. Um, is yeah, people are liking it, you know. It's killer. <laughs> and Pat Fonde, the beast. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, just seeing your name on things. I mean, you you were Smitos forever. Like I said, the Gate, one of the legendary craft beer bars, and and now you're here with these guys. Yeah. You know what's what's the promise of uh, of kicking off a new a new brewery? Well, 
you know, I'll, I'll say that I have been looking for a long time for a New York brewery to get with. You know, as you know, I'm from here. And I, it went like this. I was sitting with Pat one day trying to sell him some beer. <laughs> and he said, we're doing this thing and we're looking for a sales guy. And I said, I want the job. And he said, you're hired. Well, that, that was my I, You know, I've known Pat since the gate. So Do I you handle I, HR also. <laughs> for now. <laughs> Until she gets out of hand, you know. He told me I was the Talk one guy. <laughs> he said I was the one guy he buys beer from that he doesn't want to buy. I know. <laughs> but like if he can sell me shit, then I'm gonna hire him and sell good imagine how easy it's gonna be when he sells good beer. But anyway, sorry. But um yeah, so he came in and we were because Kier and I were it was trying to build from there because I wanted to put a team around Kier because his talent is just humongous and I wanted to get the best of the best. We were talking to him. It was like he shortlisted him like a year ago and I didn't know how to approach it and then we were just talking shit and then next thing, boom, I wanted a job. I'm like, got it. Fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> Figure out the details later. <laughs> but yeah, which it's, it's, you know, we're, you know, people know the alewife name, they know what's through the bars and everything and it's like a, the liquid has to be good. So picking the right brewer was my most important thing. Selling the beer, also number two, but you know it's quality over quantity with us right now. So we want to get our beer styled in. I think we launched a really, really strong beer as our first beer. Um, you know, it usually takes time to to adjust and all that, but I'm pretty happy with it. It tastes and awesome. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, you know, like when we brew in our own facility, that'll that's when we unleash care really like strongly. And and Pat, and we're all like a team. It's not you know, there's no divisions. It's, it's we design our labels with Daniel Birch, we design or cure his recipes on his own he'll listen to Pat and I about you know, the markets and see where they go and use them as his inspiration, it's up to him then to come through with it but he's the brew, brew, head brewer and we more or less work around him and you know we try to, uh, we're trying to make our beers very approachable at first and once we get that down, which I think we're right on our way to where Pilsner's coming out next, and then it'll make life easier for me and Pat to just go and sell it, you know? So right now, the three of us are doing deliveries. The three of us are, are taking orders. The three of us are doing everything. So it's a lot. As Kara said, it's hard work right now, but we've definitely a lot of good things coming up in the horizon. I saw you guys last week. You came to the venue in Williamsburg for the Brisket <laughs> King event. I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i joking, but it was kind of like, the, you know, you got the, the Harlem Globetrotters, and then you guys showed up, you know? <laughs> and Kira's wheeling it on the hand truck, and yeah. you're there, and... And you guys rocked it out. You had two kegs and people went nuts. What's the beer that we're drinking, the first beer? This is Electric Rhino. I just wanted to add to that. Like After sitting on a computer for the last several years, grinding numbers, delivering beer is exceedingly fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the first day he, we get deliveries, it's to Westchester, and I don't have a notion of Westchester. So I'm like, and then my phone stay. I never charge my phone. So like maps are going, I'm like writing down everywhere so I can ask people where to go. And then so we wiped out Westchester. The Chico's took a load of beers, Birds All House, you know, like we've a lot of good people up there that are taking great beers for us. So that's that's our market we want to hit. We want to hit these people, like, because through the years and, and meeting people, a lot of people come from Westchester and they're getting their trains and like we want to look after them. And then we'll, we'll tap into the city as much as we can. Right now, we're, we're doing select accounts, and we're just bouncing around. We're taking, we're selling whoever wants it, really, select accounts, imagine. And, uh, <laughs> but um, You guys got great relationships from, from you know, all your connections. Yeah. We'll let um, Kira talk about the beer. Yeah, quick. So Electric Rhino, what is it, Kira? Yeah, Electric Rhinos are, uh, I said before, session IPA. Um, I put it together around about, like, 4.6%. Um, just really approachable, easy uh, drinking beer. Um, body's not too thin. It's it's a nice level, and we're using a little bit of uh, Centennial Cascade and uh, some Calypso and Cashmere hops in there. 
Great, man. Well, it's a great start. Anything it's else? It's great. Hey, it's great, right? Beast. <laughs> well, hey, this is our good, good, good little break. We'll take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. Cheers. All right. My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper-awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super-awesome. Thank you, Heritage. All right, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, cheers to Brandon Hoy of uh, Roberta's Pizza. You guys are awesome, man. Great show here today, uh, heritageradionetwork.org. Check us out, become a member. We're talking about craft beer exports and the new cool uh, Gypsy Brewery Alewife Brewing Company in New York City. Um, you know, it's funny. So, Peter, you're, you're part of it. What's your, your, what's your export group called? You guys, Peter and Kurt Bain. Uh, we have an awesome name. It's called Crafted Exports. Crafted Exports. So, Genius. So your yeah. backstory, you, you worked at Six Point <laughs> and Union Beer, but you yeah. also work with Cure. So yeah, tell us so a little about anecdotes. Or I feel like, incidentally, I've actually worked with everybody in this room. We're going to focus <laughs> on Cure, but uh, Dan and I worked together. Dan and I worked together at Union Beer. and uh, Daniel Birch, our desi- designer. Yeah. yeah, and Pat and I, uh, Pat would come in and pick up samples every uh, Thursday and Friday, uh, and I'd have to figure out where they were. Um, I'd also have to figure out how to get Patrick his beer when he ordered it the same day. Doniger. Yeah. Uh, my beer yesterday. He ordered the same, same day, day that's what he does? And hope you do that, that, don't you? And, and hope that he wouldn't refuse it uh, <laughs> as soon as it got there. And Kier and I, Kier and I uh, worked together for how long? A year? A year, a year I more. think, yeah. We overlapped at, um, at Six Point, and, and you would come over from Widow Jane, right? Yeah, I was distilling before with Widow Jane. Yeah. And uh, I was coming in on Fridays to wash some kegs. And then the ex-head brewer, Danny... Wanted to take a little sabbatical, head back to Oregon for a couple of months. Yep. So he hired me on to train to become a brewer to kind of replace him for his couple of couple of months, and yeah, just right time, right place. It was great. Yeah, it worked out well. So the the team there had always been like organized around, uh, you know, uh, good people, uh, smart people, worked hard, but like were generally good people to be around. Kier was an awesome addition to that team. Uh, we, you know, with the help of social media. Also, we've been able to stay in touch, but some of the other guys there too. Danny, who was just talking about, I just Danny Brookert. He's at Circa yeah. Brewing, right? Uh, he formerly of oh, Circa yeah. Brewing. Formerly right? of Circa, yeah, yeah. As of recently. just recently, but uh, but I did a I brewed with Danny on the fourteenth. Um, that came out awesome too, and yeah, no, it's been a good experience. I was saying to Pat before, like the um, since I think since, since I think Pat and I first met in two thousand eight. There's like I don't know five thousand new breweries or something like that, and it's crazy because I f- still feel like I know everybody in the brewing industry, no matter how much it it grows, it still stays like kind of a, a smaller family atmosphere, and that's one of the the best parts about it. Is so that so th- these guys out of the gate as Alewife Brewing Company, you know they're already they're already aware of they're selling outside of the city in Westchester, but they're probably also thinking about exporting. You know, what advice do you have for them? Or what kind of conversation do you have to have? We're definitely thinking about it. <laughs> it's actually the first thing <laughs> Pat and I talked about. was like, I, I want to get beer made. So, you know, Kira and I have plans to travel. And I, uh, so where looks good? Can we How get beer we get over there? Japan. 
Yeah. In Korea. Yeah. But like, how do you target? I mean, how do you target these markets? You just get in a connection and, and you, you get a container together? or Well, just like anything in the beer world, partner selection is by far the hardest thing to get right. Um, but to, as far as advice goes to, to a new brewery, um, there's exports is really hard. As, as much as everyone says there's like a, there's a lot of work that goes into it, but there's definitely gold in those hills if you can do it right. Uh, I would say one, you, operational flexibility, as Peter always stresses, is, is really important because I think the problem is nine out of the ten things with selling beer in New York and selling beer in Stockholm are the same, but it's the fact that there's one-tenth difference makes it really hard. Um, and two, understanding that as much knowledge as you have for the U.S. market, it it's completely different overseas, and you have to definitely appreciate that uh, from a brewer's perspective. We, Kieran, and I are obviously. I'm from Ireland. He's from Scotland, and the more, more often I go home for maybe it's only like twice a year now or so, and we were in Dublin or Galway or wherever. Kieran will probably do the same in Scotland or England, and it'll be you see more American breweries in there, but they're the same as they were last time. It's very slow. Like, there's not a lot of aggression there from American breweries. So you, you pop in, you might see KCBC popping up somewhere, you yeah. might see the other half. There's definitely a lot of Flying Dog, a lot of... Um, there's some there? usual Dragonitas suspects. are all over yeah. the place, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like the local New York market now want to get, are getting itchy fingers because we're in the hub of the world right now. So we're, whoever <laughs> right. comes here and drinks, the beer should go to their locals too. But, like, for us, the main concern is local. Like, we need to crush New York first and then whatever else pops up after that is just a bonus for us, you know? So it's like export would be cool to do some festivals overseas and see how it grows from there, like organically grow it. And uh, But like New York is definitely, you know, we're brand new. We just started two weeks ago. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So um, I don't want to put too much pressure on that man over there. <laughs> the, the, but I got some great advice from somebody at Union Beer a while ago, and, it's, and you guys are following it as is, but it's develop a beachhead, right? So know your plan of attack, Focus on a smaller area and own that so that you can grow off of that base mm -hmm. instead of spreading yourselves thinly. And that's yeah. that's a really good, good, strong component. One thing that we actually have um, as part of our portfolio of offerings overseas is that we know that, um, that new and growing breweries um, don't have the operational like capacity always to, to, to be like a regular portfolio participant for export. But what we're doing is we're regularly rotating in breweries, setting up events for them, and um, creating um, relationships with high-spotting accounts overseas. And we'll, what we'll do is we'll send you 24, 48 kegs, and we say, hey, you guys let us know when it's ready, right? We'll pick it up within a week of when it's brewed. We'll consolidate it with regular stuff that we have going over to fill our, our, our account base, and then we'll get it into the market, right? And the way that, and it's entirely pre-sold, right? So. It barely hits the warehouse floor, gets out to the accounts. You guys can monitor Fast. how it goes on social media. And then we can give you like real sales data too, where we say, hey, these are the accounts that had it. You want to follow it up? You want to come out while we're out there and selling, selling the beer? Like you can participate that in as much as possible. And if there's a market that you want us to go to, right? We have a scalable company. We can just, we, you want to go to Czechoslovakia? You want to go to J Japan, right? You were saying? You want to go to Australia? We can help you do that, but that's like the mechanism, right? Are you it's in like, those markets now? We're not, but I have experience. Every country I've named so far, I have experience exporting to in one capacity or another. For us, it's just about turning on that that tap. So for for export now, like what 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 do you prefer to ship, and what what do the markets want? They want cans, 
Do they want like what styles? I would say, oh no, I mean, I mean the yeah. the the containers. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I think that's. A do great they point. want a, a one way keg? Do they? Do you know? Do they want a steel like, keg? You know, B United do. They ship in containers and then they keg them at B United. Like is yeah, that on your? Yeah, look? yeah. That's that's a that's Not a great yet. question, Jimmy. So uh, I would say before us, eighty. There's very loose numbers here, but eighty percent of the export world was was bottles, uh, and as. As everybody knows, you know, you build you build brands through draft. So one of our big thing was we're going to find a way to get one way steel overseas, uh, and we were able to do that. So for especially for s- smaller breweries uh, who don't have the fill heads for a million different types of kegs, we can actually just focus on thirty liter steel kegs, which has been phenomenal for us. Are so you still, providing that for the? Yeah, breweries? we provide that for the breweries. So still to this day, you know, seventy five percent of our business is actually draft. Uh, instead of package, which is you know night and day compared to what a lot mm. of other uh, companies do, and then two cans are definitely here's uh, our cans. <laughs> Daniel Birch, great designer. He's yeah. awesome. say Adam Daniel Birch is in the background there, but he, yeah. he created these logos for us. But sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, and cans <laughs> logistically are are way easier than bottles because when you're talking about uh, logistics costs of getting it from here to overseas yeah, markets, you can just fit more on a pallet can wise than you can bottle wise. So that's been uh, that's been a great one for but us. But demand going forward, you think you're going to sell more cans? Or oh yeah, so I mean, draft is number one. Dr- well, draft we always want to be we always want to be number one. Um, but when we first started, you know, back in 2014, everybody overseas and these are newer markets, right? So they're not as advanced or as saturated as they are here. Everyone was telling us there's no way you're going to sell cans, and now we can't really sell enough cans. Yeah. Draft is the easiest to control distribution on. It's the best way to 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 have beer. Um, and it creates the widest sampling opportunity also, right? So you're not just like picking a specific account. Those people, they, they have the beer at the bar, right? If you then have an opportunity to introduce packaged beer and can or bottle, right? Then they've already tried the beer. They have like an association with it and you're building a long-term relationship with the customer and that's what we're trying to do, right? So we go to these markets and we offer steel kegs. We're offering the best quality liquid that they can find and then they're making a permanent association with that from, from when they first have it. Wow, that's great, man. What beer are we drinking now? It's uh, Alewife number two. This is our... Uh flagship IPA called Death to Ego. I'll let Kira talk about it. Um, I think it's delicious. Before I do, though, I want to shout out to DJ Rubalushes. My daughter, <laughs> Ruby. Ruby, baby. Because I know she's going to listen to this. She's there with her. I was supposed to pick her up from violin today. And I, she's there with her. Uh, curse, You've been a great dad, kind. man. I will say, over the years, uh, we're I all got, familiar I got, with I got a great birthday birthday. Uh, uh, yeah, the video from girl. you last last week. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cheers to DJ Rubalicious. Yeah. Right. Cheers, Ruby. <laughs> so, Kira, what's beer number two before we take a uh, break? This is, yeah, Death Ego, our six uh, percent uh, IPA. Who, na- um, who names the beer? Uh, we all kind of. We all chip in a little. Yeah, bit. but Patrick, you had this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, this beer is about change to me. It's like the ego is the downfall of man, and it needs to be gone for us to be able to continue. Like Air Wife is is really about change and. Adapting to change and trying to trying to like you know slowly but surely coast it into a better place to live you know so it's death ego electric rhino just came out of me <laughs> that had nothing to do with change yeah, but we, it's kind of it's just cool it's just have, a cool name we have like a Google keep uh, like folder and we just anytime we think of a name you just put it in yeah, there there's like a there's thousand just, uh, of them yeah there's quite a few now I think I was um, 
I went to the movie to see Black Panther, and um, there was a battle scene at the end where these big rhinos came running out, and they looked like they had armor and stuff on them. And yeah. I was like, oh, kind of electric rhinos. Oh, and I was s- like, you said pink rhino first, and we were like, isn't that a vibrator or something? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, Fuck it, let's call it pink rhino. Oh, that looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, and that's where, that's where electric rhino came. That'll be our balloon race. And we have a couple more... Uh, Beers coming on uh, on the way. Um, Thousand Stars is going to uh, the name of our pilsner, mm-hmm. and then we have uh, self decapitation is going to be the double IPA, <laughs> and uh, Weisenfelder um, is going to be our like German style Hefeweizen. Um, German for fields of wheat. Yeah, Hefeweizen uh, Felder's like fields mm-hmm. wheat wheat fields. Yeah. So it's 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 a real fun process, and then we have to communicate what we think to Daniel Birch. <laughs> Let's get Daniel on. Daniel, scoot up. So yeah. we know you, but good buddy. You did a lot of stuff. Oh, oh, uh, hello. You did the Beer Sessions radio logo over. A lot of great stuff. Jimmy, hey. number 43. I know. Yeah. Daniel and I also are a partner at Alewife Brewing Company. Congratulations, so, yeah. Daniel. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. So you, you brought, are these prototype cans or are you, are you already making yeah, them? Yeah, I, I, I did these. So like I'm working on the other you three. You guys take some right photos now, of so the cans and post them on Instagram, right? I, I just did, keep yeah. these in front of me while I'm working on the new ones. And actually, I was working on the lighting for. Uh, Weisenfeld uh, yesterday and Weisenfelder 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 yeah um, and that that lettering is looking dope so. <laughs> but yeah it's it's a real fun process working with Dan Daniel and I have worked together for years too on um, since Fools everything Gold. everything since, since the Fool's Gold logo since Fool's Gold logo yeah. yeah and now he's done everything for me so well, now and was, we can say he right did uh, some of the barrier labels he did yeah still do yeah yeah so one one of All our favorite. It's definitely one of the best talents out there for, for artwork. So in the beer world, he's definitely highly respected, and he's been a friend of mine for years. So we're like, let's get this on. Yeah. Let's do this. So the going back and forth with him is just, it's kind of hilarious, frustrating, <laughs> frustratingly hilarious a lot. So the two of us are worse, like I'm oh worse than God. he is. And <laughs> we, just, we just go so far off the plot. It's ridiculous. And then we just tie ourselves. We need there's, a moderator. There's you know? nothing more yeah. difficult than execute my vision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, Patrick Donner, wh- what's too far for you, man? Like, if you guys were talking about a name, you talked about Jesus. vibrators and Jimmy, pink rhinos. I, ha- I had to oh, do What's too far Monday. for you? I yeah. took nearly an ounce of mushrooms to come up with that. <laughs> uh, thousand stars and then I seen it on my trip and then I, try, I tried to communicate that with Daniel <laughs> I was like I, I wasn't in your head man <laughs> what do you want me to do and then Still but uh, we did we looked it up we found yeah. a, a mosque in Iran that had the yeah. same ceiling yep. and that's where my tattoo artist found the my vision what I was talking about because I've all the shit in my arm too and he goes uh, yeah that's a mosque in Iran I've that's actually it, seen it yeah. before and then that's, I sent it to Daniel right away stars. and he came up with it so He's got to just got to outline that, tell you those what, cool shapes. Good vibes all around. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Hey, like what you hear? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. With fresh programming every week, we've got something for everyone. Trying to start your own food business? Concerned about where your food comes from? Looking for the best wine or beer to bring to a party? Find our shows on iTunes or Stitcher, or head to heritageradionetwork.org to listen live and subscribe to our newsletter. Come back. 
Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. You heard that? HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Check it out. Become a member. There's a lot of benefits, including you might get to be able to hang out and Beer Sessions Radio on a Tuesday. Meet us at uh, 5 o'clock at Roberta's Bar. You might be able to sit in with us, too, if you're a member. So um, Craft Beer Export and the new Gypsy Brewery, Alewife Brewing, Kurban. You're going to kill me. Say your name again, man. Kurban. I'm so bad at You know what? Names. My parents call me Q, and it's found its way into yeah. the universe. See, I'm, Q I'm, works. I'm so visual, easy. so your name's Q-U-R-B-A-N. Yeah. I see it on Instagram, and I'm like, Kurban, Kurban. No, Kurban. It's easy. That's my Q. Instagram handle. There's no others. Q. But, you got Q. <laughs> you got the alphabetical no. name fun, Q you, for your Instagram. You guys Instagram. are getting, you, you have your expertise now in, <laughs> in, in export <laughs> and figuring out that for the craft market, and these guys are brand new. With all their knowledge, you know, from Doniger's brain. No, it's but, not. It's not. Look at I formed the best team. Some, look at I these know, guys. I know. <laughs> but what are some pointers, like you know, no, for a new brewery? There's, like, there's, there's more like for their brand knowledge in this yeah. room than I think I've encountered in a long time. <laughs> yeah, and that's like why we're just talking shit, right? Come on, Ross is like yeah. laying back here, going nodding her head. Like, <laughs> tell me, no, guys, suggestions a new brewery like these guys that they have it all down. Suggestions for their branding. And or you know liquid in the glass, f- you know f- for making a better export product. Since that's what we're talking about, anything that you can tell these guys that they don't already know. That's an interesting question. I think this is. And then uh, I need more beer. So not rocket. Yeah, not rocket time. Very dry right now. You got to make the same great liquid for overseas that you do for your home market. And as Peter alluded to before, uh, if you're not crushing your home market, um, there's there's no way that you're going to crush someone else's, right? Yeah, agreed. Um, so from a, from a branding perspective, the one thing I would say is, no matter how much hype you have overseas, people may not know the brewery, yeah. uh, and and so these are people in New York don't even know. Where yeah, the brewery exactly, is. right. So uh, <laughs> we haven't even built one yet. We're on it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'll yeah, all be yeah. there to drink when that happens. Yeah. Here, thanks. But is it like this? Like like, like musicians for years? I would know, like you know, say a guy had a band in New York and he would play at a place like pianos or somewhere like that. Could barely get thirty people into into the show, but they'd have regularly sold out. You know. 5,000 person stadiums in Germany. There's a lot of examples of that for artists and, and musicians. Is, is beer like that too, or is it? Is it there, there are some beers that are better built for overseas markets than home markets. So uh, I'll give you a couple examples of two beers that are fine off the shelves for us right now. One, uh, Harpoon Take Five, their session IPA. Where, um, that's a beer that is not nearly as popular on this side of the pond, especially in New York. But it's market. fucking crushing it. But it's, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's absolutely great. And part of that has to do with the rest of the world's <laughs> pricing is built on, uh, is built on alcohol percentage. So lower EV beers are just way more approachable uh, to foreign consumers because it's just simply cheaper. Um, so if you can get really good liquid at a good price, also at lower EV, it's killer. Um, two, Captain Lawrence Grapefruit IPA uh, is is just destroying Sweden right now, uh, and it's been it's been great. Destroying grateful. New York too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It's no, if awesome you were to, I'm not, I I would hate to reference the Untapped app on this show, but uh, it's been it's been the top five trending beer on Untapped in Stockholm for the past month. So it's a insane. good thing to reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was yeah. waiting for. Actually, Jesus. we have a listener. <laughs> I give a shout. Ethan Soskels in Long Island. He listens to every show. He's listening right now, and he logs in every single beer we taste on air <laughs> on the Beer Sessions Radio on oh, tap. Awesome. So just so you know. Five stars, buddy. There's Five guys stars. listening. <laughs> I 
Electric Rhino, Wakanda yeah. Forever. That Deagle. So five those stars, two. Five stars. Yeah, no, I mean, so they, you, five stars, five stars. there's two things you want to do from uh, two things you want to do from 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 uh, an export perspective, like to start, right? If you want to build brand awareness, then there is some flexibility with uh, pricing and availability, right? But um, if you want to develop the export market as like a real sales channel, you need to. Um, you, you can't just focus on the the specifics about the the liquid. You have to develop as an organization to make sure that you can manage costs and make sure that you can deliver beer overseas at a valuable uh, price to the consumer. Craft beer is exploding worldwide. So there's an opportunity for us because we can bring a lot of really good American beer to the market. But a lot of these markets, London in particular, um, they have great breweries that are growing at an exponential rate. And for American breweries to have a seat at the table there, they have to be conscientious of, of the decision that the consumer has to make. Right, you may make some of the best beer on the planet, but is any beer twice as good as another? And that's like a really tough conundrum. So you can't always charge twice as much, despite the fact that we have to. So let's say we're, we're in London, a pint. What, you know, what should a pint cost that people are drinking? So this is a good from question. Manchester yesterday, I was drinking five pound pints. Five pound pints. Yeah, yeah five to six is the range. They added up to be quite for, a bit. <laughs> and we work all of our pricing. We work all of our pricing back. Um, from the the impact of the consumer, right? How much is it going to cost per pint? We walk, we work that back to see where do we have to land to be competitive in the marketplace, and we have those questions. How much beer do you want to sell? You want to sell a lot of beer? It's got to be here, mm-hmm. right? That's where that's like outside of sales. That's outside of branding, right? You need to be competitive in the space, and that's like a that's a, a something that Kurban has gotten really good about being honest about what the challenges of the market are and then trying to find that cross-section of like goals versus viability all right so let's just jump over so we're, sure. we're overseas you're in manchester patrick or Kier, you're back in scotland what are craft beers that, that you want to see there when you're there do you, do you want to drink more local beers or do you I, actually wish i go you after their more? local beers because yeah. i'm not going to go there to drink beer i can get here a lot um i love going to manchester i love going to england for well obviously i'm irish but I love going to England for cask beer. Um, I'm a same. <laughs> always drink cask ale, and it's, I mean, excuse me, and I don't festivals with it. Um, <laughs> I don't know about shipping cask ale over there, but it's a uh, you know like th- it's a great beer scene, traditional beer scene. The British are very proud with their beer, and when you go to a bar, it's you're getting a quality pint. Like you know, I I find out traditional bars more often than I do the big shiny bars, um, and. I see their cellars, and their cellars are just beautiful with like yep. 40 casks on top, all temperature controlled. And what about Kier, Kier and I talked about this six months ago, about, right? Like one of the, the best things about landing in the UK is your your first pint of Adam's Go Ship, right? I know that's oh, ours, yeah. yeah. But like, you're there and you're like, give me, right? It's Adam's Also, so shout cool. out that's your shirt. to wearing the Adam shirt right I'd, now. I yeah. was going to say, I was like, yeah. does he have a shirt on? Yeah. 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 You guys, you guys He's import. always on brand. We, but we you guys Adams. import too. So Adams, yeah. let's talk about Adams. And Kier, I think you, you, you guys were hanging out a year or two ago with the Adams Brewers, right? I, I've brewed with Adams a bunch of times now, uh, a bunch of times more in the UK, and uh, Adams came over to visit uh, Six Point as well. Um, going over to Adams is fantastic. Um, Adams or Adams? Adams, A D. But to you, how do you say it? You said Adams. 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 I don't know. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they have like a big state of the art uh, 
brewery from Germany, and it's it's phenomenal it's to amazing. work on. Um, like I'm in, still in bed in the hotel at 4 a.m. when the system turns on. It automatically starts mashing in at like 5 a.m., and then we go in at like 6.37 to check on the conversion. And, you know, probably the guy who's on the night shift is like stocked up the hops in the hop backs. So you just kind of monitor it. When you get to a level that size, there's a lot less hands-on work and more just like sensory stuff and modern ingredients and quality and stuff like that. Not so much getting the mashed But when you said Adams, and I remember that from when you worked at Six Point and you guys are importing it, why do we get so excited, that brand? I mean, I think it was in Michael Jackson's book. And I've had the Adam South Wold. I've had, had a couple of beers. I really like it. Why did we all got so excited and we did? It's good beer. It's good yeah. beer. Is that why? It's, it's really it's good. fucking good beer. Of course, you make a excited. lot of traditional ales. Yeah. yeah. And um, they're also working on a lot of like they just came out with a can of uh, New England IPA. Yep. Um, which I'd love to. I'm actually heading back to Scotland in a couple of weeks. Hopefully, I can get to Jesus. try some. We can get you flown over with these guys. <laughs> and, in the um, container. Right? Yeah, no, right. He'll be grand. Yeah. Give him a couple of cushions. <laughs> and they just came out with like uh, a cucumber melon sour as well, which, you know... F- the cucumber melon. Cucumber melon, yeah. If you, and if you've ever been in Southwold, it's like the tiniest little sleepy town. I think it wakes up uh, for two or three days in summer. Um, yep. But that's uh, that weekend, that one weekend. Yeah, yeah. one warm yeah, weekend. Is yeah. a percentage of the population of Southwold. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's all on the beach. It's and then how did you guys start? So you 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 export over there, and then you use what do you same containers? Oh, so this back? is this is the best. This is proof of concept. We were like we got regular feedback. Uh, Harpoon had an event in Bristol one time, and they were talking about the beer like tasted as fresh in Bristol as it did uh, in Boston, right? Which is, which is awesome, right? We started getting that same level of feedback from the local growing craft beer scene in the UK. So they said, we love what you're doing here. The beer tastes amazing. We can't believe how competitively it's priced. The market is like really responding to it. All of our favorite bars have your tap handles up in it. Can you guys do this for us in the States? So, you know, the, we, there was no, like no greater compliment than than these brewers coming to us and saying, "Hey, is this something you can activate both ways?" Great. So you 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 do the import export, then when when like Adams gets to the states, you work with distributors and other yeah. avenues. Yeah. Yeah. Great, yeah. man. We're still handcuffed by the th- the three tier s- system here in the in the states, but well, um, let's just say this. I actually want to say something about this. I've been listening to a lot of. Uh, Cool stuff from the Brewers Association and importance of independent craft breweries. You know, it, it it allows the independent guys to do something. And let's give a shout out to that. Whether it's you know small wine stores in New York State or small wine liquor stores selling craft beer in Colorado, you know, or you get you know people like you guys who are who had bar interests and and, and somehow you're going to have a, a brewery as well. You know, that's different than you know the macro guys sure. owning everything and owning the store and the bar and the distributor. Well, it's, so, it's like yeah. people that's been in it for, for this game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, we, we have a passion for years and the next step is to, you know, you take risks, you hope to make money back. The plan is to like, you know, stay within this industry and, you know, for people that can grow with that is really good. Like if you have no business experience and you want to open your brewery, it's going to be a lot harder for you with, with business experience. And, and, you know, it's not like, it's not me. I'm not, I don't have business, business experience, but I know how to run my bars. And, you know, I didn't go to college for that. I learned it. 
on trial and error. A lot that, of trial that's, and error. That puts you, that's but a category it, called independent small business in all phases. Let's, let's make it to yeah. us that whether you're an export or I, import or distributor. I think it's important just to take chances, and, uh, you, know, you know. You just do it. Store owner, bar owner. And you, you figure know, it out. We're all behind that. And uh, I think that, and definitely in New York State, and I want to jump on to this one. I know that New York State has been uh, behind a lot of great things. And I know that for a number of years, they were really, uh, had a great uh craft beer export program i know that guys like empire brewing were their beers were sent on on you know these trips to china I, have, have you guys had any interaction with new york state at all since you guys are based here or you guys as as now brewer, brewery in new york state you're going to get exposed to that i'm, I'm, I'm going to give I'm, a shout I'm out struggling to new york with, state. Ex, with uh, exporting to westchester never mind yeah. <laughs> fucking start night up yeah, Verrazano bridge is scaring the life out of me right now growing up on long island we used to refer to that as upstate so. yeah. <laughs> they love to hear that yeah, out of here I know, I yeah know. well i'll tell you we're supposed to have the chico the chico uh cousins on sometime soon so uh, they're on the rip and uh, yeah, well, Nashville, right? We're all supposed things. to be in Nashville, right? Yeah. Now. But who it. wants to go to Nashville? I'll tell you this. Let's talk about I've never the craft brewers. Nashville, <laughs> two beer fun. guys I respect: <laughs> Yepe from Evil Twin and Josh Bernstein. They're bo- they're posting photos of drinking Miller High Life in Nashville because you know what? what? They have. I, I was down at Wakefest, right? And uh, we're there was a bunch of us down there, <laughs> and honestly, we just drank Miller High Life. We were at bars. We spent every day of our lives drinking top quality craft beer. Love it. Don't get us wrong. But sometimes it's nice to just kick back and relax and just fucking crush a fucking... How many, hi- how many highlights have you had with Shane? Oh, we had a lot of highlights, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the funny Guys, thing, you're last killing year, your business. Stop it. Last year in CBC DC, two of the nights we ended up in this like small cidery. And like I was hanging out with the guys from Jester King, uh, Wicked Weed, um, the Rare Barrel guys were there. And we were uh, Rocky Mountain Barrel Company. Uh, and we were all just drinking cider, like At a it was as if we yeah, it as if we just <laughs> we get sick of beer sometimes, yeah. but we weren't. But we just like it's kind of where we all ended up, and we were just drinking yeah, just quality cider, craft cider. Sometimes it's nice to take a step back and go. You sure, got to appreciate other things too. And, and you know what? A lot of hatred out there for the big three, but they've set up the distribution channels to make things right for us. It's easier to control where our beer goes to because they've and we still use the trucks. Like I get. I buy my and every distributor tells you <laughs> the opposite is just full of shit because you need the big three to help with distribution channels and I'm sure you guys are using somehow or in some way but it helps the small guys grow and you know it's something that needs to be addressed because there's a lot of people out there that just don't understand that it is important our system that we have in place in the United States of America for beer distribution was started by these guys and it's benefiting us and it's helping many other small breweries to get their beer around and get their, their You know what? I, I don't there, like you know? Miller because if uh, I have an outdated bottle in my refrigerator, that guy on the TV commercial is going to come in and quicker. take my beer out. <laughs> you need to drink quicker, Jimmy. I know. <laughs> All I have in my fridge is Orval and Miller High Life <laughs> and Roz's wine that she's not drinking anymore. <laughs> well, cheers, guys. This is a fun show, man. Cheers. We yeah. got somewhere with you guys, and I'm really excited about what you guys do in Alewife Brewing yeah. Company. And our, our back of house guy, Joseph Murphy, over there. Oh, Joseph, yeah, come good. on, he, say something. Say it quick. Right. Another no, Irish guy. I'm sponsoring his visa, so you better be careful what yeah, you're saying, yeah. buddy. All I can say is, so, Joseph, you're from Ireland. I am. I'm from Dublin, yeah. Did so you just come over to work with Patrick uh, Doniger? He, he heard about me. And he yeah, to come over yeah. Say, say your full name, Ed. Say your full name. It's Joseph Murphy. You have a middle name? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Joseph Robert Murphy. Social Security right. data bar. <laughs> and then you, Patrick, I have all it, but Patrick, not on the radio. You say your full name. I want to hear the Irish accent. He top, Come on, say he, your full name. Uh, 
What? Say your full name. Patrick <laughs> Alewife. 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 Patrick Donaher. There you go. Yeah. All right. Now middle. Now, now I'm going to be recorded, oh, and then people with my bank info will be able to go. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah. I'll Patrick Michael. Um, but yeah, like we have a cool team here. We got Daniel Birch on, on design, Joseph does yep, our accounts, back of house, Kira, everything, uh, and Pat and myself do sales and, yep. and distribution. So, but Kira's the main point of everything. So it's like getting his experience on board is huge for us, and the beer is speaking for itself. I think you know, just the quote Lagunitas. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, mumbled. I'm really proud of you. This is one of my favorite shows we've done. I think this is more interesting than what they're talking about at Craft Brewers Conference. I don't think oh, you're missing absolutely. out. Yeah. Half cool. of them aren't even there. This <laughs> like, yeah. Guys coming up who know the industry, we're talking about exporting beer, we're talking about making beer and selling beer. I'm having a great time. We're going to go hang out at Roberta's. We're going to probably share a pizza at sure, our, right. our, our great hosts and sponsors of this, of this network. And I want to thank you guys for coming out. One more time, go around. Everyone say their name. Everybody, Joseph, too, and Dan. Right. Say your name, your full name. Come on. Uh, Kieran Allen, head brewer of Alewife Brewing Company. You can follow me on Instagram at the <laughs> Alewife Brewer. <laughs> no, I was like, who is that? Is that Joe? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Joseph Murphy, uh, if we're doing Instagram, Joseph Murphy 212, okay. <laughs> Daniel Birch. Graphics. Yeah. Wait, so is, is, is Joseph front of house, or is, he said he's your bookkeeper? Yeah, I, like, I like the, I like the radio Pat, voice on. from Dan, too. That was great. Pat Fondiller, head of sales, room 2342 at the Hyatt. And your DJ what? Rubaleski? Yeah, DJ Rubaleski. DB Rubaleskis and DJ Dirty Santa. Mr. Q. Kurban Walia. Instagram is just Kurban. Q-U-R-B-A-N. Of? Crafted Exports. Crafted Exports. Go see uh, with Peter here. Yeah, uh, I work with Kurban. Uh, my name is Peter James McNulty. Uh, you can also follow me at the Alewife Brewer <laughs> on, on Instagram. All right. And the whole family's here, too. So, <laughs> Rod Stonaher, uh, figurehead, the Alewife, and uh, follow hashtag Alewifebeer. All right. Are you also Rod's song? Is that you, too? She's, yeah. Rod's She's song. famous. We she love is. you. She's got a lot of followers. It's fun. She's a yoga company. There's good people. Be yoga, you know. And you guys, this guy. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me, Alewife Brewing Company. Address 5 14 51st Avenue. Later one to be announced. But just drink. Hey, wife. Some of you might be annoyed, listeners, but guess what? We are having a ton of fun, and this is one reason we keep doing the show for over eight years is the great people in this community, and I'm so glad you guys came out. Big shout-out. Thank you to our engineer, David Tadashore, producer, Justin Kennedy. I want to say, coming up this summer, it will be, and how many of us know each other, the 10th annual July Good Beer Month, the 10th annual Good Beer oh, yeah. Seal Awards, Fucking and we'll be doing hell. our 8th annual New York City Brewers Choice that these guys at Alewife are going to be a big part of this year, yeah. and we're going to have a lot of fun we're celebrating here to rock, Jimmy. We're what's here to going rock. on. All right, so we'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right, woo! All right, exactly. people! Yeah, Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. 
Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.